This is a featured conversation between Mortgage Champions founder and CEO Dale Vermillion and PRMG's Chief Lending Officer Kevin Peranio. This conversation originally took place at ICE Mortgage Technologies' recent sales and service meeting in Atlanta. We're super grateful to the team over at ICE for letting us share this really timely and insightful conversation between two industry titans. If you're not familiar, Dale Vermillion is an industry-leading trainer, speaker, and consultant. He's worked with the biggest brands in the space and has been a staunch advocate of value-based selling and white glove customer service since first getting into business in 1987. You can learn more about Dale and his award-winning offerings by visiting DaleVermillion.com, following him on LinkedIn, Facebook, or YouTube, or listening to his own podcast, Betting a Thousand, wherever you get your podcasts. As the Chief Lending Officer of PRMG, Kim Peranio, or as everyone calls him, KP, oversees a growing team of account executives serving a wealth of partners across the nation. KP cut his teeth in mortgage at First Bankers Financial before being tapped as the Chief Operating Officer at North Star Lending, where he spent a few years before making the transition over to PRMG. If you're not already familiar, KP posts industry breakdowns to LinkedIn on the reg, so just send him a connection request on LinkedIn to catch even more of his expertise. All right, just a quick reminder, if you enjoyed this conversation, be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you get a chance, thank the Ice Mortgage Technology team on social media for making this conversation a reality. Okay, without further ado, let's turn it over to Dave Vermillion and Kevin Peranio. Um, so you both talk opportunity and the market and how being successful in the market is not dependent on what the market's doing, but how you're responding to the market. So why don't you just talk a little bit about from your each perspectives, what that means? KP? Sure. Yeah. Talking about seizing the opportunity in any market. Well, I would say the, the number one uh, driver is motivation, right? You can be highly skilled, organized, uh, have all the product and technology knowledge in the world. But if you're not, uh, if you're not motivated, it's just, you know, without the mo, there's no go. That's yeah. what I was always trained. Yeah. And um, even our, most highly self-motivated professionals, they just need a little nudge every now and then. You know, sometimes they hit a rut or they just kind of have a routine, they need to freshen up. And so, um, you know, uh, I would say as a leader, it's kind of one of your main focuses is to, is to watch certainly the top performers when they need that nudge. And it's not often, and it could be a subtle cue, but you've got to be engaged to see those. And then of course, you know, if we're going to use a, your standard playbook, your bottom 20 and your middle 60, I mean, there's different ways to manage that. But but helping motivate people and getting them in the right mindset, uh, you know, it it's tough. I mean, you talk about our business right now, there's less business out there and rates are rising and all you hear about is talk of recession. But so what? There's still like, you know, $2 trillion in loans getting done. I mean, right. maybe 2.5. I don't know where we'll land this year. But, uh, but yeah, in any market, you have your ups and downs. You just got to make sure people are motivated. I love it. You know, it's interesting because you talk about um, the industry and the opportunities in it, and all you have to do is look as far as the population numbers for the Gen Y and Gen Z, 168 million people who all want to own a home. They don't want to rent. That that right there is the future for the next mm -hmm. 25 years mm -hmm. for today's originator. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of go off your motivation thing because I could, couldn't agree more with what you just said, KP. And then I would add to that two things, belief which is kind of part of motivation, but mm -hmm. it's believing first off in the market that you can make a difference. It's also believing in what our industry is about, which is home ownership and creating the American dream, helping people who already have home ownership to own it in a way that creates more savings and more stability and more liquidity and more of those things with it. So to me, that's strong. And the other side of that is just actions, your actions. What, mm -hmm. what, what, what are people doing? you know, in this marketplace as if, 
you said it very well a moment ago, you know, you've got to do the right things and have the motivation behind that. And what I see a lot is people just don't do the right things. You know, we, we use the wrong approaches with our customers and instead of focusing on them and how we can help them, we're trying to think from the vantage point of how, 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 do, we, how do we sell a deal to build a profit? It's never about that. It's always about focus on the customer first, mm-hmm. believe you can make a difference in their life, do the actions that will lead to helping them, and they're gonna buy from you every time. You create that customer for life mentality when you do that because they sense that you're putting it about them first. I, I love that you hit on so many different topics there. You know, you talk about liquidity and you're talking about the money aspect of it. You know, I kind of range the, the motivation range from we buy and sell money to, you know, transactional all the way to the American dream. And obviously you and I we lean hard into the American dream. Yeah, like we, we love it. Like, that's right. like I, I love helping people get a house. It's, Why we're so excited all the time. It is. It's so much fun. I, I just cruise in here from another show in Nashville and the keynote speaker this morning was saying that um, only one in five borrowers do their next loan with the last loan officer that helped them. One wow. in five. That's crazy. That's pathetic, that's right? Pathetic, yeah. And, uh, and my, uh, my Lyft driver was asking me, um, is it going to be a crash? You know, should I wait? You know, and I said, well, are you renting? Are you spending money on rent? Because you're not waiting. You're spending every day and you're making a landlord rich. And so, you know, there's there's all these different talking points are out there that motivate, whether it's consumers or our sales professionals or our colleagues. And uh, you just gotta read the tea leaves. And um, I'm telling you, I've I've never been more bullish on housing than I am now. It's just, even in a down cycle, you can pick up some, some good transactions, some good bargains, some good deals. There's not going to be a crash like it was in 08. The guy literally asked me that. Is it going to be a crash like 08? I go, there's no credit bubble, you know? Right. Um, but when things slow down, you know, it's different. It's different than a crash. A slowdown is different than a crash. And our salespeople need to realize that as well. You know, they're, you know, a slowdown means, you know, it's not as busy as it used to be, or you're not helping as many people, or you're not making as much money, whatever that motivation is, but it's still good. You know, and it's still good, and we're still very blessed to be in this business. Well, and the key to all of that is just staying after your customers, staying entrenched in those customers, that customer for life that we talked about a moment ago that you and I built our careers around. I mean, we used to do it with a Rolodex. <laughs> now, today we have ICE. We have automation that does all these things for the sales teams that they, there's no reason not to stay in contact with your customers. There's no reason for that statistic of only 20% of customers go back to loan office. mind-blowing. And, and today you have the opportunity to not only stay in touch with them, but in artificial intelligence helps you understand what their buying habits are going to be, what they're looking for. This is where technology becomes so important to help you identify those sweet spot marketplace opportunities that create that. And look, you, you said it perfectly, KP. Our product's money. We're not in the mortgage business. We're in the money business. Everybody loves that. So as long as we can remember that, wake up in the morning and go, you know, today we have a chance to put somebody in a home, which makes the American economy what it is. We have a chance to help people be, create stability. That's that's what the game's about. And it's about helping families to, to live as strong families. Mm-hmm. You look at those things, it makes a difference. I, I was thinking about when you were talking uh, a couple years ago, I'll never forget this. I was at an office for a guy who was in the business for like 42 years. Mm-hmm. And he was still just so pumped up. And I'm like, okay, I think I'm a motivational guy. What is going on with you? Why are you so excited? You know what he did? He said, I got to show you. He walks me in this closing room. He's got 700 photos on the wall of people with their new house keys. 
every loan he ever closed, he had put on that wall. That's amazing. He said, that's my motivation right there. That's cool. That's, there's your motivation. There's the belief. Why doing that? Yeah, so cool. Well, you, you know, I, I don't know if our audience knows that um, you're, uh, you're going on your third year with our sales professional team uh, for our wholesale and correspondent channel. And, uh, you know, we like to say you're, you're the, the PRMG sales guru, you know, our guide, our, our coach, our mentor. And, um, you know, I think one thing that's important is, you know, you talk about AI, you talk about the tools, and they're there to save us time, right? right? They're not there to eliminate the human yeah. aspect right. of this business, the relationship yep. aspect. Because behind every transaction, whether it's a realtor or an originator or the consumer, there's a human. And, you know, the, the technology helps us cut through some of the mundane um, tasks and gives us more time back to be more human. That's right. And, um, you know, I always, I always joke, I, I go, I wish everyone had the same technology because then it would just be, you know, your people versus our people or <laughs> your people serving your type you of people. Win, or, right. yeah, I mean, you know, we don't have as many as, you know, some of our larger competitors, but, you know, there's, an, there's an enough business to go around. There's a, you know, I'm a big abundance mindset guy and, and, and I just, I feel like it, it never ends. I mean, there's always someone you can serve. There's someone you can help. And, uh, and I love the fact that when you come in and you speak to our sales professionals, you don't lose sight of the fact that it's a relationship business. And that's what I love about your company is you guys have the old school mindset of relationship with the new school mindset of technology through ICE and through your partners that just creates that perfect meld of two things to come together that create success in the marketplace. It's not rocket science. I think I think sometimes we make it harder than it is. I know we do. It's uh, but you know sometimes that's where the motivation gets in, you know, uh, comes into play, you know. Sometimes we get in our own way. Yeah. You know, and, and everyone goes through it. Everyone has you know, you don't know what challenges, you know, people are facing that's not even related to, you know, you know, uh, buying a home or their career. I mean, you know, people go through challenges and um, gosh, the whole country just went through two years of craziness. Um, I, I wish we could you know, uh, say we're out of, you know, the pandemic and, you know, we're not, you know, we're, you're not fully out of it. Obviously it's not as bad as it used to be, but, um, you know, just sucker punched our whole country and housing was a shining star. Yeah. You know, every single partner, vendor, uh, every one of our colleagues were part of the, uh, the housing industry that just pulled our economy right back up and just kept marching forward. And gosh, what a great time to be a homeowner, you know, 20% appreciation year over year for a couple of years in a row. I mean, obviously that's not going to last forever, but um, people who have taken that chance and, and uh, took seriously the privilege of homeownership, they are, uh, they're in a great spot right now. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what is on top of mind for you for the second half of the year, what you're both thinking about as you head into Q2H22. Okay, Pete, what do you think? Second half of this year, what, what, are, you, what are you envisioning? What are you, what are you thinking? So my, my most positive spin, right? <laughs> Since we're talking about mindset. That's right. Um, you know, it, it, it's a cyclical business. We're in a, a, a down part of the cycle. Again, it's very good. The, the, the really the only, the real challenges that come from uh, the down part of the cycle is it's usually the capacity of the industry, right? So, you know, we're, we're such a cyclical business. You know, you build up for 4.6 trillion, which has never happened before. And, you know, then you got to come back down to reality and go, okay, there might only be 2.5 trillion, which again is a fantastic number. I mean, it's like the seventh best year ever, yeah. right? Um, maybe it's less than that. I don't know. So um, it's a deleveraging, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a part of the cycle that um, people have to get used to. Okay, it's not as busy. It's not as crazy. 
Um, you know, and it's all aspects. I mean, you got secondary market personnel who are like, wow, margin compression, like there's no money in the mortgage-backed securities. And then, of course, you've got, you know, originators who are like, I was doing, you know, 20, 30, 40 loans a month. Now I'm doing, you know, 10, 15. And, uh, but it's okay. You know, what we're telling people is that, um, you know, there's two really important points in, is that, yes, there will be another part of the cycle where there'll be a recession yep. and rates will come back down again. Yep. But I think there's this big belief in the business that the rates will actually be lower all time again. And there's no guarantee for that. Right. There's no guarantee that every loan that was just refinanced at record low rates with record you know, liquidity infusion from the Fed, we're gonna see those rates again and those loans will become available uh, for refinance. We might only see rates in the four, you know, 4% range. So the purchases we do today, those become the loans that are refinances in the next part of the refi cycle. Yeah. And so the motivation for us is to grind and help people get purchase business going, create deal flow. And from an originator standpoint, I would say a realtor as well, you know, trying to get out in front of the client online, maybe use a little bit more consumer direct-esque type activities. Mm -hmm. Nothing can beat a local originator. Nothing can be a local realtor. They have this knowledge that is built with years of experience, you know, this feeling and knowing where the good schools are and where to get someone to fix this part of your house or this or that. And uh, that local knowledge coupled together with finding business online, getting consumers first, and then putting them in a house, you're building your future refinance pipeline. Because by the way, when rates do come down again, let's just say they come down to only 4%. Now you're refinancing everyone you're doing right now in the fives, gosh, maybe even sixes, depending on how high rates get to, yep. but then there'll be more purchases, right? right? Because rates will be uh, you know, even cheaper in that next part of the cycle. So uh, we're telling people to build for the next up part of the cycle on the refinance, and that's the motivation right now. Even though, you know, it's, you know, it's a little, there's some deleveraging, you know, yep. I, I think between now and February of 23 will be um, the most turbulent waters. But I think once the spring purchase season kicks off again, um, usually around mid-February is when things start to really pick up. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll see, you know, most of this industry will have deleveraged. You know, a lot of the larger clients that were refi heavy, they will have to have gotten rid of their, you know, their excess capacity and um, there'll be some equilibrium and then we'll be able to just, you know, have less turbulent times. You know, after this is, I think my seventh rising rate market in 40 years. And you always see the same thing. And the thing that's encouraging to me going into the second half of this year is that in the first half of the year, everybody's learning the change in the market. And now we everybody knows it's for real. It's, it, it's you know, I think a lot of people sat back with their, holding their breath for 90 days going, well, it's gonna go back to what it was. Rates are gonna go back down to mid twos, low threes. And now people are like, nope, we're here to stay. And what you have is you have that, uh, that attrition you talked about, that cleansing where, you do go through a period of time where you tighten the industry, but once you do that, the people who are left are the ones that really know how to work with their customers and do the right things. And that always becomes a great market for those lenders and for those loan officers and those people at that time. They do really well because now they've they've learned the mistakes from the first half of the year. They've learned what they need to change. You know, we had a pretty pretty interesting switch that I've never seen in 40 years. We went from the lowest rates in all of U.S. history to a 300 base point increase in less than five months, unheard of. And, and so that that adjustment now, we're on, gonna be on the backside of that. And people will know that. And I go back to those population numbers again. Demand has never been greater for homes, never. 
There's never been more people wanting to buy homes. That's going to that's gonna carry us through this as we start to see rates start to level off and ultimately come back down. And exactly what you said is going to happen again, because it always does. It's a cyclical business. We'll be back in a refi boom again. And here we go. People will be entering the market back in and we're having parties all over the place once again and, you know, celebrating the successes that- Yeah, who doesn't like to party? <laughs> you guys really covered everything. It's great. I love it. Um, really, it was uh, the last one, um, the importance of future-proofing your tech stack and why this when is- When you say future-proofing, meaning just expanding your tech stack? Expanding your tech stack um, and investing in technology, right. essentially. So the future- as far as it pertains to technology, I think there's no question that this industry is moving so rapidly to such a heavy tech requirement for consumers. Again, in context with relationship, I talk about that all the time, the high tech, the high touch. But look, you know, we were so busy in 20 and 2021 and the, and the time to make available to work on tech stacks, work on those things was a lot more difficult. Now we've got the time. Volumes down. This is when you get your game ready for the next market. And, and this, we know the one advantage of technology is as you upgrade and improve your technologies, you upgrade and improve your efficiencies in production. And the net net is you're going to make the money back in spades. And you won't compete without it. Uh, my, my belief is that if you don't have a solid tech stack, if you're not heavily invested in ICE and the technology they can provide, you're going to have a difficulty surviving the market that's going to be in the future. Those who don't do that are going to have a much more difficult time because it's going to be such a fast and furious market like it is right now. You know, speed has become more and more and more and more important. And that's something that really only technology can really provide to you. You, you can't survive without that. And then that back-end continuity of staying in contact with your customers. And, you know, the, the thing that makes successful companies, successful companies is they do a great job with their customer databases. They, they really invest in the technologies that will provide that ongoing communication, that connection, that, that loan officer for life, lender for life mindset that loan officers today just are too busy to get to. Um, you just can't do it with all of the complications of a mortgage today without that technology. So I think now's the time. Now's the time to invest. Now's the time to prepare for the future. Now's the time to, to take market share. Now's the time to realize that we are on the cusp in the next year, like we talked about, of Things are going to get better, and then you're going to wish you had all of that in place at that point. So I would say now is the time to build that so that you are prepared for the 2023-2024 market, which I think is going to be absolutely huge. You know, those that don't take advantage of it, um, they just won't be able to compete um, at the end of the day because you would have to create... Uh, so much discipline within your organization at a human level in a world where there's so many distractions and so much regulation and so much compliance and so much complexity that didn't exist. You know, when, when I think of the way we did business years ago without technology, and we were very efficient, but it was a very simple business in those days. You know, we didn't have any of the regulations and things that you deal with today or the diversity of products or any of those things. Today, you are hamstrung if you don't have your technologies. You just can't keep up with the lenders that have it. So it would be very difficult to survive in this marketplace because, again, we're also dealing with the next generation. 
and the generation after that. And they're raised on tech. So they're, they're gonna expect something very different than the consumers we've worked with in the last 20, 30, 40 years I've been in the business. It's a changing, shifting market like everything in the United States. And you know what, if, as I always say, if you don't change with the market, the market runs you over. <laughs> That's just the way it works. This conversation featuring Dale Vermillion and Kim Perania was recorded and edited by me, Jake Vermillion. The conversation was directed by Sarah Holtz of Ice Mortgage Technology. Other help provided by Angel Hughes, Delaney Nick, and Cindy Stott, also of Ice Mortgage Technology. Music by Envato Elements.